All right, welcome to Banner Ops, where no topic is off limits. I'm Boomer G, and I'll be your host today. And today, we're going to be talking about IQ, Intelligence Quotient. Before we started recording this podcast, I had Zero and Hackerjack take the Menza IQ Challenge. It's on the Menza.org website. And uh, we went through it. It was 25 minutes. I don't know how many questions. How many questions were there, Hackerjack? 35. 35 total questions. And uh, basically, you're just looking at patterns and seeing what fills in the next block. Uh, That's kind of how all IQ tests are generated, at least online or something like that. Out of that short stint, we actually had scores and we all scored above average. Not gloating on this because guess what? This wasn't done by a professional psychiatrist, so it's moot. This is not our IQ, but it's a good rough estimate of where you might land. Okay, so take that. You can't be like, hey, I got an IQ of this off of an online IQ test. (laughs) So with that being said, there's already discussion going on before we hit the record button. I'm like, no, 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 no. We got to save this for the actual podcast recording. So we have done our test. We've gotten our results. What do you feel? Online IQ testers fucking stupid. <laughs> and end the podcast right there. We're done. <laughs> uh, I'm dumb, apparently, compared to these two guys. You're not. So I'll, I'll counter with, has it, have either of you ever had a officially proctored IQ test before? No. Just the ASVAB. I have. And it's, stu- it's just as stupid. I did it in the second grade. It's just as stupid, man. It's the same stupid fucking questions of can you can you figure out where the triangle and the dot and the square go? It's like <laughs> okay, cool. When it comes to this, so the ASVAB was an IQ test. You guys realize that when we joined the military, you went to MEPS. The ASVAB is an IQ test. Is it? It is. It's an aptitude test. Because you can, I would disagree. Because you can study for it. You can't study for an IQ, like an IQ test. Like this kind of shit, you can't study for that. Uh, I don't think. Debatable. If you kind of know what kind of questions they'll ask you or patterns that you'll see, you can kind of study those. However, maybe there seems to be a block of like, dude, I just can't think that way. And then that's kind of where that hard line stops. And then that's why if you take multiple IQ tests from, let me rephrase that. When you take multiple online IQ tests (laughs) and they all stack up around the same score, you're like, huh, interesting. Again, it's not the official score, but it's a good rough estimate of where you lie on that bell curve. But when it comes down to the ASVAB, sure, you can study. But the reason why they had the ASVAB is because there's a law that in the military, you cannot have an IQ lower than like 85, I think it was. Because you cause more problems than good. I don't know, man. I've seen some. I've seen some Marines. Everything, <laughs> everything, everything is waverable, right? That is very true. <laughs> so well, you can be, <laughs> go ahead. When it comes to Army, they have a different scoring system. It could be like one fifty out of whatever. Air Force was like just up to one hundred. Marines had a different one, but whatever the the score you got on the ASVAB correlated to your branch. Okay, well, if you have an ASVAB score of above this, remember, then you can qualify for these jobs. Yeah. And if you look at it, I mean, the reason we were one Bravos is because we had really good ASVAB scores. Every single one Bravo, I guarantee you, has 80 
five plus. What is the score for the highest rated job? Uh, I think it was geospatial intelligence or something like that. I think that was what it. What was the score you have to have? Like a 96. Holy shit, for real? They actually showed I think, that? I think so. Because that was because, yeah, because when I was looking at jobs, they were like, do you want to do this? Because you like qualify for any job. I'm like, no, that sounds boring. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to do that shit. I don't think it was 96. I think the biggest one was like 77. Yeah, I think it was something significantly lower. Uh, are you sure? Unless they yeah. just told me that I qualified for every job as well, just to make me feel better. Because they, they had a huge like <laughs> spreadsheet with all this shit. I'm pretty sure the highest one I saw was a 77 for anything in the Air Force. And this may, maybe this was back in 2008, right? So let me, let me preface with I'm old as fuck, right? So, but I swear there was a spreadsheet and like the highest one was like geospatial intelligence analyst. And it was like in the 90s you had to get, I, I swear, because that's why I've like, I remember this like the entire time. I'm like, this has got to be fucking insane. that You have like 1% of people who fucking apply it less than like the 0.1% of people who fucking take this test are going to be your geospatial people. I wish I had that. I wish I could find that fucking list. All right. I found a list. So the highest one is that I see is scientific applications specialist. You have to have an 88 mechanical and 85 in engineering or electrical engineering. Jeez. Are you on the Warrior Lodge website? No, military.com. Cool. All right. So they, they might have uh, raised the IQ thing for these certain jobs now. With the experience that we've had with all the One Bravos in our career field, isn't it kind of safe to say that, yeah, we are around a lot of smart people, man, because some of the ideas yeah. or techniques that they come up with of in a broad scheme of things of hacking something, it's like, holy shit, way to go. They thought outside the box, they, they got through, and then they won. They got the flag. So mm-hmm. how do you feel like you rack and stack within the career field? I'm dumb as fuck. Uh, yeah, I would, I would agree. <laughs> but So something that IQ tests don't take into account, right, is like work ethic, your, your ability to learn information, right? Recognizing patterns is a gift, but being able to learn you know, information. I don't know if it takes that into account. So I think that's exactly what IQ tests actually is your ability to learn the pattern and so it's your ability to learn things on the fly. So can you looking at these patterns, learn the pattern and then answer the question? It's literally a test of your ability to learn. However, I agree with you. That's not a test of work ethic. So like, like talent, right? What can only get you so far, but someone who practices like an instrument or practices football or fucking lifts every day is going to look way better than the person who rests on their talent. Well, I guess, I guess more for the learning too is the IQ test is one aspect, right? It's geometric, you know, shapes, patterns. Is, yeah. that, is that it? Right? Sure. This one was. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, this is the only one that I've taken. No, you've taken a one last week or so. I, I thought that was very similar though. It's all patterns and stuff. And you apparently took the ASVAB. I did take the ASVAB. <laughs> so remember in the ASVAB, the gears, if this gear goes this way, then right. moves this way. Yeah. And that was one aspect of it. Yep. Like the AFOQT, how's the, the nose of the aircraft pointed and altitudes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it, what I'm saying is like, like when I'm talking about learning um, something like cyber, cyber isn't necessarily just geometric patterns. The sciences of other things, right, aren't, aren't necessarily the same as just patterns. So I don't know if maybe the patterns are just easiest for us to to test you on. I don't know. But I feel like it doesn't test you on your capability to learn something. 
other than patterns? I would say IQ is a great determinant of learning aptitude. What I mean by that is, remember in tech school, we had the Reaper block. Third block was the Reaper block. That was command yes. line interface. Yep. And and when we went through, Hacker, not sure when you went through. When did you go through? When 2014. 20, before us. No, yeah. same time. Yeah, same, same time. time. How come we don't remember you then? I, we got there. I was early 2014. I graduated. Oh, we were mid. We started yeah, June. Yeah, mid. So you probably got there as I was leaving. Yeah. I was with uh, Hand and Sneed and uh, Lance. Who was the guy that was there the entire time? Like even after us. <laughs> I remember that guy. <laughs> I, the I forever casual. Face. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't get his clearance. We were the class with the tickle fight. <laughs> <laughs> when it came down to that block three, remember that where it was one week. And you had to learn Windows and Linux command line interface. So you had both hands-on for both Windows and Linux. And at the end of that week, it was like a week and a half. You also had to do the academic test of something that you never touched because we were banging our heads on just trying to figure out the labs on Windows and Linux. Mm -hmm. We call it the Reaper block because that was a lot of information thrown at us and it was either sink or swim. If you didn't have the aptitude to learn quickly on those two things, you were gone. Because it was basically a one failure and you're out. Maybe get a second try, but that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where we lost, um, um, what's his name? He was a guard guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You remember him. Super nice was, guy too. He made it I back remember in. It was Sousa and then who was the other guy's name? Wasn't it Sousa? Powers was the other one. Yeah. Powers was the other one. Powers, Sousa. he made it through. Sousa yeah. was the one that just couldn't, couldn't make it. But they gave him a second chance. He passed that one. And then he got to, I forget what it was, space or something like that. And then. Oh, like, man. Fucking, fuck? fucking space block, dude. Yeah. But we didn't even have to take space, did we? It was Wasn't something the... later where we're like, hey, we're yeah. in the clear. But he just managed to fail. We're like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Anyway. So that's what I mean by IQ is a great determinant of learning aptitude, in my opinion. How fast can you absorb this information and then utilize it? If you didn't make that line, see you later. Everyone, now they changed it, right? They lowered the scores. Now we have like, you know, I'll just say his name as Sergeant K, fucking dipshit. <laughs> um, he made it through the easy one where it was one week for Windows, one week for Linux. And then the actual test. And then we had all these people come through after us. They made it easier on block three. And then we just had the pass rates go up from there. So what do you think about that? When I, when I say that it's an aptitude for learning, does that make more sense? I mean, I, I agreed with it being just the ability for, yeah, for the ability to take and absorb new knowledge on the fly. Yeah, sure. Again, I just think it's, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking it's more one dimensional than it's because geometry is every kid knows how to put the fucking circle in the circle hole and the square in the square hole, right? It's very simple. If you start throwing in like gears and like other complex shit, yeah, I could see. But I mean, shapes is like the simplest thing. Maybe colors would be a little bit more simple. I don't know. But yeah, people are colorblind, so fuck, I don't fucking know. I mean, yeah. Again, I just I think it's it's kind of one dimensional. I'd like to see what like a, a proctored IQ test looks like. If it's the same or it's very it's, similar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There'll be number sequences that you have to figure out. Okay, what is this number? If it was like two, four, six, eight, what's the next one? Okay, right. That's a super easy one. That's probably the first question, right? But right. As you go further, it's like, 
all right, this, add 10 minus 4, add 10 minus 3, add 10 minus 2, right? It'll have a pattern to it, but... Uh, um, yeah, again, again, you guys can see I'm the dumbest one here because I think that the test is... But you're not dumb. One-dimensional. Because 100, <laughs> 100 is average, right? So, like, you... Okay, so just to be out there, I got a 131... Zero got, I got a, a one twenty one twenty one and Boomer got a one thirty five. But then when I got my official proctored one, I was a one thirty eight. But they all have standard deviation, right? So it's like, yeah, you're like a one thirty eight plus or minus an amount, right? Yeah, this one was fifteen. So like, I've had online tests where I've come in at like a one forty five. I've had obviously this one. This one's the lowest I've come in as a one thirty one. I've come in right on where I was tested at at one thirty eight. They're all stupid, and it's usually just a time waste, like. Fuck it, I'll just take this stupid fucking test because there's nothing better to do. And but then at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? Because it's I, I think hard work and determination is a better fucking factor for a person's ability to fucking learn something and actually like be good at something than some fucking numerical thing that some shitty lab coats came up with. So yeah. according to uh, Jordan Peterson, he says that when it comes to IQ, it's a great determinant of someone who can be successful. Now, successful is very subjective, but I guess in the grand scheme of things, someone that can just be all right, IQ can help determine that. I kind of want to break this down a little bit more and go back to what you were saying, Hackerjack, that I do think IQ is not important. However, I think we say that because we're fine in life. We're above 100 our whole life. We know what to do with a budget. We know not to overspend. We know how credit cards work. We know how the world works. We know how to play the game of life, if you will. So life is really not that hard to us. So it's stupid, right? Like if anyone just works hard, just put your mind to it. Go to the gym every day, motherfucker, right? Quit being a fat piece of shit, boomer, right? Like fucking, <laughs> you'll just get it. You have to try to put yourself in the shoes of someone that maybe has a hard time of like, why is my water bill so high? I haven't done anything. It's like, oh, did you forget to turn off your sprinklers? Or, hey, you're taking a lot of baths or something like that. Or, like, it's a stupid... I, I, I can't really come up with a good ex anecdotal experience of this because I'm, I'm just... <laughs> a genius. I'm, I'm just a fucking genius. <laughs> but no, 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 no. But it's like, there's things that people that are below 100, below average... They'll just have a harder time going through life. And if you think about this bell curve, it always shifts. 2024, a score of 100 is probably the same IQ level as somebody as 125 50 years ago. They always shift this bell curve to match people in the middle for the most or the majority. Are you sure about that? Yeah. I didn't, I'll, I'll I didn't, find, know, I didn't know they move it. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just I didn't know that they moved the curve. I just thought it would be like this is a hundred. I mean, yeah, we we obviously know more, right? Because like we're taught things in school that weren't fucking even known a hundred years ago. Obviously, but like I, I didn't know that 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 they moved it around. That's cool. Yeah, because patterns haven't changed. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Like <laughs> pattern patterns don't change, right? So why would you need to move it? But I mean, I believe no, no, you. No. So so the the test doesn't change, but if majority of people are getting 120 then they skew the whole thing uh, to say it's based on averages anyways if we know that 90 percent of the human population is at a 
IQ score of 100 plus or minus 15, which is a deviation, a standard deviation. Negative 15 is a deviation lower. Positive 15 is a deviation above. That's like 90% of where all the people are. Anything past that, you're already hitting. If you look at the, the scores, guys, the pictures that you sent there, right? If you're two deviations away from center, like it's a small little sliver, bro. You're already in the what top. If you make, if you make it in the green, it's the top 2%. That's the Mensa line. That's the one. You have to be in the top 2% to join their special club. Which is stupid. Which is it's fucking the, stupid. It's all people that need the ego boost or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, it's the right? people who fucking jack off to their IQ score like Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah I, I just want to say, I just want to say I'm going to take that plus 15 deviation and I'm a 136. I, I'll take it. I believe it. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Nope, that's how it works now. <laughs> if, you look, <laughs> if you look at your score, you are locked in between 115 and 130. That is your deviation. <laughs> but anyway. Nope. No, yeah, you're right. In your world, yeah, sure. Yep. In, in my lower world. IQ world. We're, we're moving the curve. We're moving the curve, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, Boomer, you have a point, right? Because, like, so I like to think of, like, when people think, man, I'm fucking stupid, like, in our career field, right? I like to tell them, okay, so think about think about the, who you think the common person is. Like everybody, everybody in the world thinks, like, oh, man, everybody else is just fucking stupid, right? The common person is just dumb as fuck. The average person. And understand that 50% of people are more stupid than that. <laughs> and they all drive in San Antonio. And <laughs> every single one of them. Every single one of them, man. The amount of people I have see fucking, like, not understand how a simple four-way stop works, just fucking mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Sorry. Humor. So I just want to say, like, going back to a person that is below 100, simple tasks could be really hard, which is why life is hard. Well, you always hear this term like, dude, life is hard, right? A death in the family. How do I cope with that? I would argue if you had lower IQ, it might be harder to get through that troublesome time because you're just not capable of maybe persuading yourself or believing in stuff that or at least analyzing what happened, how do I process it internally, and then uh, formulate like an action plan like, oh, it was probably because of this. I need to approach it like this and then see if that works out, have the scientific method of whatever, and then see if that works. And then you're always trying to improve or something like that. If you don't have that mentality, pretty much stuck. But I will say there's also that saying, ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. The more you know, the more downtrodden you can be. I feel like depression might be higher than smarter people because they just realize, dude, I'm in a closed loop right now. This sucks. There's no way out of it. What's the point? You get what I'm saying? What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I understand. I see the logic in, your, in that, right? Because, I mean, if you... If you see more, if you can understand more, then you understand that, fuck, this world fucking sucks. <laughs> like, and it doesn't. Like, we, we live on our own little microcosms, right? So, like, the world maybe sucks, but maybe you have a really good life. I have a good life. Yeah, I can understand, like, the ignorance is bliss thing, too. Because it's like, if someone's, like, super, I don't want to say dumb, because it's not the right word. If someone has a lower IQ, right, maybe they just don't, they don't take in the fact that things are really shitty like they're they're really focused on their microcosm and not the greater world so as long as food's on the table and they're meeting those you know tier one maslov needs so like food sex fucking everything else like they're like my life's great i'm out on tinder getting fucking laid i eat good every night life is grand like 
boom, done. Whereas us people are falling apart and they're like, yeah, yeah, they don't care. Right. Cause that's, that's extraneous, but but we're we're trying to reach that self actualization shit. And if we can't like, you know, be the best at something, then we're like, Oh God, why am I so shit at this? (laughs) Enter league of legends and the game we've been playing for the last 10 years. (laughs) That should be like a good IQ test right there. If you play league of legends, you're dumb as a box True. of rocks. I, <laughs> like, I don't know IQ. why I fucking keep playing that game. It's the <laughs> most toxic community of online games ever. Worse than Counter-Strike. It's just... But I, I guess I'm a masochist because I just like, like the playing that game. Yeah, it's fucking the headbanging of people in there. But what's great is we kind of rely on the lower IQ people. Like, I don't want to be... I don't want to sound disparaging at all because, I mean, I, I think... People who aren't smart, as you want to say, or, or have a high aptitude are usually your hardest fucking workers because they know they have to work hard in life to fucking catch up to meet normal. So usually those are your people who fucking those are going to be your fucking menial labor people, those fucking your construction workers, your fucking people who do dirty ass jobs, your farmers, right? Because they're just fucking like, I need to work hard to get this done. We rely on them. I'm not saying that like all farmers are dumb or anything like that, because I know that's too general, but I'm saying those kind of people who just work really hard to do shit they just put their fucking nose to the grindstone. I admire that. That takes a lot of grit and uh, what is that? fucking character, in my opinion. I, I, I don't think that's necessarily IQ driven. That's more work ethic, but I can understand where you're coming from, where if life is hard for you, <laughs> just period died of just trying to get food on the table and your personal belief of taking care of your family and you're doing it the hard way, instead of getting a calculator out and saying, what's five times five, you actually try to put it on paper and you do it that way. It takes longer and all that kind of stuff. That's a stupid analogy, but the concept is sound where like you're doing it the long way, bro. Mm-hmm. If you learned the easy way, then you save more time for yourself and then kind of move on and you have more time in your life, right? Yeah. I mean, you could have somebody with an extremely high IQ with no work ethic and they're going to be in the same position. As somebody with a low IQ. I see it all the time in our career field. So. Very, very true. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. You fucking do a lot of shit, man. You, yeah. I think you're just, I think you beat yourself up. Well, it's, oh, it's, I want to called imposter bring syndrome. That. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So imposter syndrome. Let's, let's, let's move back to our career field, right? So we're, according to this fake test, we're above average. Cool. We know that in our career field, Everyone's above average. Okay, cool. When you're surrounded around those kind of people day in, day out for 10 plus years, you're ba- basically normal, right? Now, like on that bell curve of just the career field, we might feel like we're dead center, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. I don't know, depending on who you talk to. But that is, in essence, an echo chamber for us on our experiences of people. How many times have you gone downtown and just talked with regular people, different jobs, construction workers, plumbers, whatever? You know what I mean? How how often have you hung out with them? We're pretty much in our closed loop of military friends, right? Yeah. And at the same time, when we, when you find friends, it's usually because they're on the same wavelength as you. So it's very difficult for someone to talk to another person that's like two deviations away from you. 
It's like you're talking to a kid. Well, or on the other side, if you're the 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 lower IQ person, it's like, dude, what what are you saying? I can't even follow what you're talking about. Yeah. And then you guys just won't be friends, period, done. No, no harm or foul there. It's just you guys will not mesh in that aspect. So do you believe you're in an echo chamber because of the career field? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's certain times I'll try to talk about certain things with other, you know, friends and maybe neighbors or family members or something. And I'm like, you know, going off on a tangent about networking or something like that. And they're just like, uh, nerd. I'm like, oh, oh, all right. I guess I'll shut up now. And then in the in the opposite realm, they'll be talking about something, and I'm like, I am not having an intellectually stimulating conversation with you. And then in our career field, it's almost like when I'm surrounded with people, I, I very much, and I, I think it's why I enjoy our job so much, is because I can constantly have these good, great conversations with everyone because we're all on a similar wavelength. Here's a related question. Do you hate small talk? Yes. Like, like who, like, oh my God, it's just a stupid game. Like, I want to cut through the bullshit and be like, all right, what do you think about abortion, motherfucker? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, well, this, and then you spin, I'm like, okay, well, let's dive into the science of abortion or how, what, where's this fetus? And then that's where you lose people. Oh, so small talk like- is stupid. Like, How's the weather? Oh, yeah. yeah that one. Kentucky's great. Oh, they have nice trees. Or So I've talked to you guys before. I uh, Every time we have like a get together or something like that, I get really annoyed. Like I'm like, oh, we're having a party or something like that. And it's no offense to the people. I like them because they're good people at heart. I just couldn't stand the conversations because it always talked about TV shows and football. Oh, <laughs> TV like, shows, man. <laughs> like. I get a good TV show. That's awesome. But if that's all you can talk about for the next four hours, I'm done, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting the whiskey bottle. I'm fucking trying to dumb myself down so I can go ahead and talk about TV shows for four hours. You know what I mean? You guys yeah. get through that? I understand. It's like for the 50th time, I have not seen Breaking Bad and I will never probably watch it. Not because it's a bad show. I just don't watch serial TV. I don't know. This doesn't interest me. Man, I'm watching Gilligan's Island right now, right? <laughs> okay, that that's a classic though, right? That's different. <laughs> I'm rewatching the whole Friends seasons. Okay, <laughs> that's that I'm judging you for that actually. That's I love Friends. There's, there's nothing yeah, good about Friends. No, I I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> what? Oh my god, it's so it was so uh man, that that formed my whole young adult life, man. Oh, that makes sense. But I will say, because Matthew Perry died, and I read his memoir, we're going to have an episode on addiction that I want to talk to you guys about. So going back to IQ, knowing that, or at least hearing someone say that it's a good predictor of success, do you think that you guys are successful? Yes. I, to, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Finish yours. I would say compared to the common person, I would say, yeah, I'm successful. I have, I'm married. I have a very stable income that allows me to have a middle to upper middle class lifestyle. I have a house that is, you know, it's a mortgage. I'm playing the game, right? I have very little credit card. Well, technically no credit card decks. I pay it off every month, but you know, I'm playing the game, right? And I, I would say I'm successful. I'm self-sufficient and I can afford things that I want. So I would say that's success and I'm happy with where I am. 
I, w- I would say very much very similar, right? Like I've accomplished the goals that I set out to accomplish some 10 years ago. I've caught up to my dad in the military. I finished my college education. You know, my dad, my dad was always my bar, right? Like he's the one I got to beat. Um, and I've, I've, I've succeeded in, in all those aspects. And I'm kind of at that point now where I'm just like, what's next? And, <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> You know, yeah, get huge, you know, now that I'm on testosterone. Get huge. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things like, yeah, I think this is where we're, you know, you go into imposter syndrome and I'm like, okay, well, I, I have all the credentials. I have, again, all my goals set out. I, I feel like I should be doing so much more and, and I'm not, you know, and, and maybe that's just uh, because I worked so hard to get to that point. I'm like, all right, time to chill for a bit. But yeah, I don't know. I think I'm successful for me. You talk about credentials and stuff, right? Like success. And this isn't, this isn't to brag, right? But this just kind of gives you an idea of exactly how far down the fucking imposter syndrome goes. Take a look at my LinkedIn and I have a fuck ton of stupid certs, right? You have this cert, these fucking alphabet soup thing all over the place. Oh, I have this degree here, blah, 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 right? All the fucking things that employers look for, the boxes you check. I asked a buddy, because again, everybody in the Air Force is like, well, how much can I actually make on the outside? I asked a buddy, like, hey, who was hiring, he's up in the tri-state area, and he was like, I was like, hey, how much would you hire me for at your business? He looked at my shit, and he's like, I would easily start you off at 185. And like, in my mind, that's just stupid, right? Like, that's a stupid amount of money, and in my mind... I don't deserve that. Like, sure, I have all these things, but like, I don't actually feel like I know anything. <laughs> but I know that if someone else, like, I talk to people, they're like, oh my God, you know so much, right? Because I, I taught, right? Instructed shit. Fucking, I'm teaching people fucking shit every day at work. And just, it feels, but it still feels like I don't know shit. Because then you see like the rock stars, it's like that eat drink sleep this fucking shit this cyber shit and they just know so much and maybe that's the problem right is we kind of compare ourselves to the fucking rock stars the few the the very few like 0.001 percent we're like well why can't i be that smart yeah it's the same it's the same thing with like body dysmorphia right like um bodybuilding right all the fucking dudes feel like they're fucking small as shit in the gym like i'm i'm also a victim of I know I'm a big dude. I'm pushing 230 pounds at like 14 to 15% body fat. I'm a big fucking dude. And I go to the gym and I see some fucking massive motherfucker. It's like, well, why can't I be that big? I want to be that fucking big. I'm fucking small. It's so (laughs) comparison is the thief of joy. Very much. It's basically compare (laughs) yourself to us. You know, that's what you need to be comparing yourself to. Okay. I am the epitome of a man compared to these two guys. Oh, yeah. I fuck. I pull, I would pull anything compared to you guys. (laughs) There you go. That's what you got to think. I'm kidding. You probably could, man. You're fucking jacked now. (laughs) Uh, I'm hacker jacked. (laughs) Uh, uh, Got it. uh. So, hacker jack, have you ever heard? Well, both you guys. Have you ever heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect? I've heard of it. I don't remember what it is. Nope. I've not heard of that. So the Dunning-Kruger effect is basically uh, the thinking where you kind of overestimate your abilities. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a bias, <laughs> a personal bias where you're sitting here like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm smarter than I really am or whatnot. But there seems to be this weird shift, like dumber people. I say dumber just in the aspect of IQ, all right, just to make it. Easier. Let's say so more ignorant. Low IQ. 
No, low IQ, dumber. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dumber people think that they're actually smarter than they really are, right? They get overconfident because they think that what they know, that's all they know, and they're pretty good with that. And they haven't seen the other aspects where it's changed that much. Where smarter people have the opposite effect where they feel like they're inferior, like they're not smart, where they basically they realize like, dude, there's a whole lot more intelligent people than me. Why do you think that I'm here? Like, why my imposter syndrome, right? That the re that's the reason I'm asking you about this Dunning-Kruger effect is because higher intelligence people tend to think of themselves as dumber or, that, or realize that they just don't know shit, period, dot. And so they kind of get more, I guess you can say, scared or less confident in intelligence because uh, they just know that they don't know everything. Now, that's not to say that somebody that has a high ego or, or is a narcissist <coughs> is uh, going to go and say, oh, shit, I got this scored now. I'm a fucking big dick. I know everything. And you can still have that same complex, right? But there seems to be a correlation with higher intelligent people not necessarily having this Dunning-Kruger effect, but with lower intelligent people, it's kind of rampant. Have you ever experienced that? Uh, I've experienced the imposter syndrome side, and I feel like on the yeah. internet, you definitely see the other side of that, e.g. <laughs> social media, which, by the way, that episode's really fucking good if you haven't seen that social media episode that I keep referencing pretty much every episode. That's our best uh, one, dude. <laughs> it's literally yeah. the best one we've ever done. Uh, <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, I see it all the time. People are like, oh, yeah, I I know this shit. And they'll just be fucking dead ass wrong. Like, especially so I obviously for I was like a lot of bodybuilding shit and people will just talk mad, stupid shit. I can't even think about it. like, oh, the form is wrong on this. It's like, bro, that guy's executing perfect form. Or they'll talk about fucking like steroids or something. And they'll like be just completely fucking wrong on like how this works. It's like, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it's dumb. Yes, yeah, so I, I completely understand. I have witnessed that. You, you know, I want to say I've, I've experienced imposter syndrome. I don't ever think I've been like, I mean, even on these podcasts, right? We, we all say we're like, oh, man, we don't we don't know a whole lot about this topic, but we're going to just jump into it. You know, uh, I think we all kind of feel like we have imposter syndrome when we do every episode on here. A little bit. Well, I don't because all I'm trying to do is answer questions with you guys. You guys are my brains. It's a think tank. Yeah, so you're, you think you're yeah, smart. It could be your perspective. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're on that side of the Dunning Kruger. <laughs> <What I> <laughs> nope. My whole mentality when it comes down to it is I want to ask these questions so that way we can talk about it and then maybe I learn something out of it. It's kind of selfish. I want to learn from what you guys think. Maybe I didn't learn a perspective because I've been trapped in my own mind or thought process of this certain topic. So whenever I hear you guys talk, I'm like, Oh, shit. That makes a lot of sense. Let me adopt that. And then I change my own thinking and personality towards it, too. You know what I mean? I, I like that. I like learning more. I like growing. I have nothing to offer you. What are you talking about? Every single <laughs> one of you guys have something to offer to me. Just, just my friend discount. That's, that's all I'll give you. <laughs> yeah, I've adopted that. Remember? Yep. yep. I'm adopting that for sure. Because I was like, that's a very smart way to approach things and it's easy i just don't have to think too much about it like boom this is what i'll give you yep so friend discount for for my friend discount for my friends that i'm selling things to is 70 percent uh anybody else it's 30 percent, and that's all so it's 70 percent off of new price and then it's 30 percent off of used prices what are you selling whatever it might be anything 
your body. How much is that? 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Okay. Calculate. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's damn near bucks. free for you. <laughs> Sweet. A ZJ? What? As long as I get the top, we're good. <laughs> So we kind of talked about like success with IQ. It's a predeterminant or a good uh, predictor of success, but sub- success is subjective. There's a thing called emotional quotient or EQ. Mm-hmm. I would argue that's probably more important than an IQ number. Yeah, zero. Can you go ahead and explain to us what EQ is since you brought it up earlier in this conversation? Yeah. So, so EQ, emotional intelligence, that's how you can handle conflict resolution it's how you can uh, talk to people. It's how you can be empathetic towards other people's um, issues. Uh, it's it's that, yeah, just capability to really find a commonality between somebody else and 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 get on the same field and preferably bring everybody up. Yeah, and uh, I I think that's way more important than IQ. But I will say, when it comes down to these studies, there's this uh, term where it's like, what is your G? number i think it is which ties into emotional uh quotients your iq eq and all that kind of stuff there's a common denominator and that's like this g number or something like that and it doesn't necessarily like someone with really high iq might not might be like really bad at their eq uh but typically it kind of goes along the same thing because that common denominator of g kind of influences everything else when it comes down to EQ and IQ, I think EQ is definitely more important because of the human race. And we kind of discussed about this before. We're a social being. If we cannot communicate with other people, we won't get shit done. You won't survive. You cannot do life by itself. I mean, you can. It, it's going to be harder, guaranteed. You're going to be lonelier. You might have a... Um, a shorter lifespan because you just haven't filled up a, a social bucket of wellness. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of things that happen, but to know that the human race is a social being, and if you can't communicate, you will fail in that aspect. Um, no, I agree. Because I mean, you see, it's interesting because you you see like really smart people. Like sometimes you see doctors that are just like have the worst bedside manner, right? They just cannot talk to you. Like they're, they're fucking genius level intelligence, right? They'll fucking come and tell you, yep, yep, you're gonna, you have cancer, you're gonna die in about six days. Hope you have a good day. Just walk the fuck out. Like those people exist. Or you have your, um, you have your autistic savants who like, what used to be called Asperger's, which I think now is just a spec, I think they got rid of the word. Anyways, the people who just can't like social, but sometimes they'll just be fucking genius level smart and you're like beyond fucking numbers. I don't, I can't even like talk about it. Like where they just sit, like the people who like sit down at a piano and could fucking play Mozart who've never fucking played piano before. Or like the people who just like, Oh yeah, I can make a rocket. I I've never done rocket science, but it makes sense to me. Right. Those type of people who just can't, they can't, they can't do social interactions. And I also agree that EQ is probably the most important, right? In, in that line of thought, how good are you at reading people? I personally, I feel like I'm pretty good at reading people. Um, well, it, it's kind of hard to say, right? Because I, I kind of do my own tests, and I think I'm probably correct about 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've had many anecdotes or experiences where I've talked with uh, Zero over there. I'm like, I told you, man, that guy was a piece of shit. And then years later, he's like, you're right, man. Like, that guy sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Or 
the reason I get fucking labeled as like a non-team player is because I know the pieces of shits early and I'm not afraid to call them out and be like, no, you suck, dude. Like, get away from me. Let me take this guy that actually wants to learn and I don't have the tact. I don't have the EQ <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. to go ahead and be like, hey, that's fine, man. Uh, here, work on this. And then I go ahead and like, you know, push him away and then actually get a team member there. But I have this reputation because after about a week being with you, I can kind of tell if you're a good person or a bad person. The gut mm-hmm. feelings kind of come in just through experiences through my life that kind of I picked up on, aka patterns. Okay. <laughs> um, and you just kind of like, all right, make an assessment. Here we go. We're good to go. And then uh, make that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, going with my EQ, if, if, if there was a number, for EQ, if there was like a test for it, I think my EQ would be higher than my IQ. Um, I think I'm, I'm I'm pretty good at understanding people. Uh, maybe not necessarily reading them as much, you know, right off the bat. Uh, I, have a, I have a pretty bad habit of believing the best in people. And I give them, uh, unfortunately, a lot more chances than they probably should. Uh, that doesn't mean they get to walk all over me. I just want to clear that up, you know. But uh, I definitely will be like, okay, um, let's try again, you know. Uh, let, let's let's do better than this next time. Uh, I, I do think I'm much more EQ than than IQ. I'll vouch for you. I I do think you have a really strong EQ. Ever since I've known you, 100, I agree with that. So that's one factor, right? The ability to like read people. I think that's like if we could like break it up into like maybe like long term or like you like the ability to like understand a person and their motives. What about short term EQ, like? You walk in the room and you say, how are you doing? And someone says, I'm doing fine. Can you look at them and understand if they're actually doing fine or not? Yeah. I'd say, yeah. I'd say majority of the time, yeah. Okay. That's good. Here's the thing, though. When I'm like, like, hey, how's it going? Like, oh, good. And then I I stop. I'm like, hey, man, are you sure? You just said you're fine, (laughs) but you don't look it. And then it scares them off. They're like, dude, why are you talking to me? Like, I'm, I'm not here to have a deep conversation, which you guys know, I hate small talk. I want to jump straight into a deep <laughs> conversation. I want to talk meaningful conversations, right? And mm-hmm. so they always like, uh, okay, weirdo, like whatever. I'm like, hey, I'm just really trying to check up on you and see if you really care, you know, or what's matter with you because I really care. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say that I met with you. Right, because I knew when the first time we uh, met each other in person, Hacker Jack, mm-hmm. you looked nervous as fuck for some reason. I was. I didn't. I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm like, oh shit, man. Like, <laughs> even though we hung out for years on Discord, on webcam, <laughs> we've seen each other, but seen in person, I could just sense. It was like, hey, this is no big difference than us hanging on Discord, you know. And I think after that night, you kind of chilled out, right? I, I I think by the end of the night, I was warmed up to you. I just I didn't know what to expect, right? Like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, man, what's this guy going to be like? Is he going to fucking be cool? Like, I know he's like cool on Discord, but like, is he be cool in real life? Like, I know we're just going to play some pool together. But like, yeah, it was it was, it was weird because I, I don't think that's every I think every person should probably at some level goes into a into a meeting with some level of like a, l- a little bit of guard, right? Le- varying levels. Some people like have very little. Some people have bigger guard. I don't know. I didn't know you. And I was like, I kind of at the time, right? I mean, I still do. But at the time I was like, I kind of put you like, I'm not on a pedestal, but like, I definitely was like, man, this guy's really cool. I kind of want to make sure that he thinks I'm cool too. Like, 
it's kind of, it's that kind of thing to be honest so interesting yeah never got that vibe i guess i didn't see that at all <laughs> yeah i mean stop it stop making me say this stuff on stream uh <laughs> <laughs> no holds bar that's what know, we're right? good for that's our that's our podcast <laughs> So my follow-on question to that, right? So you can read people pretty good. So now, do you feel like you can manipulate people's emotions yes. pretty well? Okay. Yes. <laughs> that's that's the true. So this is what I'm going to say, no. Okay. I don't think I'm very good at manipulating people's emotions, unfortunately, maybe. Um, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's why I have a lot of people that trust me because I'm not trying to manipulate them. Um, so it gets them to open up more to me and, you know, really go on go down to those deep subjects a lot quicker than maybe a boomer there would have you know no, but. no 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 so you're misunderstanding this right i'm yeah. just messing can i yes i guarantee you if i put the effort into it i can manipulate people to do what i want them to do do i choose to no i think that's malicious that's fair that's fair out of the principle of it i don't like doing it because i hate it when people do it to me and i think that's another reason why I had a hard time in the Air Force, promotion-wise, is because I saw the bullshit and I didn't like playing that game. I thought it was very icky. It was very cringy in Gen Z terms, mm -hmm. right? I just didn't think that was right. And so I would not play their game. I would not suck up to people. I would be, call it out as it is and say, hey, cool, if you can't deal with it, then, you know, big whoop, right? Now, obviously, that kind of alienated me, not like I was a loner, but it was more like only my true friends knew that I had a good heart and I wanted them to succeed. So can I manipulate? You put me in a room and say, your job is to influence every single person in here to go ahead and do this. Go. Like, fuck. All right, mission. Here we go. I get into that, that flow state and I go. I could probably do it. It drains me. If I wanted to sell something to you guys, right? Hey, social media. Hey, man, do you think that this might be a good thing? Yay or nay? Why do you say that? Blah, blah, blah. I kind of know the, the thinking process of how to kind of get someone to talk about it, to open up to me, to then question something that is kind of uh, hypocritical. When they question that, I know that I have to be their safety net. So capture them to say, hey, you're fine. Let's hold your hand and guide you down this thinking that might be a possibility for you to go there. And that way, now you think that it's your idea to go down that path where I literally just made that happen. Does that make sense? And Boomer's an asshole. Yeah, he's, he's, he's manipulating us right now. Shit, this whole podcast, you just manipulated <laughs> us into <laughs> doing it, man. He's like, don't the you guys want to like share your opinions? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on... Okay, the question is, yes, I can manipulate people, all right? Do I want to? No. Next question. <laughs> I love you, Boomer. <laughs> You're so easy to, to rile up sometimes. F fuck you guys. <laughs> the reason I get riled up is because I don't want you guys to think that I'm manipulating you. I will never, ever do that to my friends. My friends are on the same wavelength as me, and so I take it as a communal thing. I'm learning from you, and if we all say this and like, and we actually talk it out, and like, yeah, that does make sense, then cool, mm -hmm. we go that way. If I adamantly don't like that idea and I think something is better, am I vocal about it? Yes. 
right? Annoyingly so. <laughs> sure, right? But guess what? I don't put you guys beneath me. I want the counterpoint to it. And it's like, okay, you know what? You're right. I've had a lot of times with uh, Zero over there when it came down to how I uh, treat people. Because I get all riled up. He's like, well, you know, think about it this way. And I'm like, ah, you're right. They are Not in that moment, you don't say that. You're like, no, fuck them. That's why I talk to you about it. <laughs> I use you guys as my, my, my sounding board. I'm like, am I overreacting here, guys? Uh, this person did this to me. I'm pissed off because of this, this, and this. Help me. Like, mm -hmm. no, there's a reason why you're there. I get that. But maybe think about it in this perspective. And I'm like, thank you. That's what I love you guys for. Aw. Love you too. <laughs> I don't really know Aww. what to know yeah, what right? respond to oh. that. Oh. oh, emotions. Oh, it hurts. Oh. Mm, Suck it deep. back in. <laughs> my, EQ, my EQ is growing. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so, so going into the manipulating. Um, yeah, I don't think I... Yeah, No intent, obviously, of ever to manipulate people because I think that's malicious. Um, I think I've been successful in my career because I've built trust. I've built those connections. Like if I say what I say, you know, like without a doubt that that's true. Mm -hmm. Right. So if, if I say, you know, uh, I want to, uh, optimize this program to, because of this, this, and this to get this, this, and this done, you know, that that's honestly me saying, I want to make this better for whomever. And I think that's what's helped me is I, I, I don't have to necessarily manipulate you to get things done. It's just I have the best intentions and you, and you guys know that. So it's maybe helped me in that sense. Maybe manipulate was the wrong word. Can you Persuasion. maneuver through someone or persuade? Yeah. Can you persuade someone to take to do something that you eventually want to do? Like, for example, right? So being the section chief at CWO, right? I had the glory of always getting the people who are on their second failure. So literally their last tap before they're about to fail out of my course. And more than once, people would come into my fucking office and they would start crying. So I had to maneuver them to be like, okay, you need to like, I can't just be like, shut the fuck up, stop crying and pass this test, right? There's a, there's a level of maneuvering you have to do to like understand they're, that they're sad, catch them in the net, like Boomer said, right? Here's the safety net and guide their hand back to, hey, we're gonna get you to success so that when you leave my office, you're much more confident in yourself, even if you're going to fucking fail tomorrow. At least you leave my office confident that you're going to do it because I can't have you go and study tonight if you think you're just going to fucking fail. Right? right. So so that that kind of like that's not manipulating. Someone, right? That's that's a very <clears throat> positive aspect of maneuvering someone and persuading them that, no, you have you have what it takes to do this. I think when it comes down to manipulation and persuasion, it's really the the heart's intent. I'm mm -hmm. going into Christianity, guys. It's like, oh, what are you? What's your intent on manipulating? Because you can manipulate someone, but with good intentions on their behalf. Yep. I think that's quote unquote persuasion. If mm -hmm. I manipulate someone for my gain, that's bad. That's manipulation. So if it's done for benefit of me, manipulation, yeah. Even though people do it because no one's, you know, altruistic, but persuasion. I need every single one of you guys to follow suit because the commander is going through this. Let's work as a team. Let's go ahead and move and just win this, guys. Let's do that. That's kind of a different aspect, but I can go to each individual and be like, hey, you're part of a bigger picture, man. 
you have to do your part so that way this guy can do his part so that way we can win as a nation if you will or as a yeah. unit a smaller thing and that's a good thing does it benefit me yeah but it benefits everyone as a whole it's not just about me manipulation right. and i'll be like hey go ahead and do that which then got you out of the office so that way i can go ahead and step in for this uh dv visit of this colonel comes here now i have to give the speech to him that is 100% manipulation. I got a game. I got FaceTime with this wing commander. You see the difference there? Yeah. yeah. And that's what yeah, I see all the time. And that's what fucking pisses me off. Where I'm like, this happens on the daily, guys, in a unit <laughs> where someone's just fucking stepping on people's toes and just trying to get ahead. And I hate those people. Mm -hmm. And no one else sees it. And I'm just like, I get that label again. I'm the non-team player. Why are you talking shit? He's he's fucking good guy. I'm like, yeah, he talks nice, but when's the last time has he has he helped you fucking change out a tire or say, hey, I needed a help here on this thing, man. Can you help me? When has he been into your house? When do they all care? That's why I get so tired of the Air Force. We're like, hey, we're a family, right? We're here for oh each my other. God. Let me know if you need anything. Okay, cool. I will never use them because it's all fake. Yep. You know who I turn to? You guys. Hey man, I'm really hurt right now. Can you uh, take my kiddos to soccer practice or something like that? Because I am behind schedule. Sure, man, I got you. Thank you. I'm not calling a coworker for that shit. Now I get the <laughs> social aspect of it, but like, if I was really hurting, no one at work is going to be at my rescue unless it's convenient for them in their time. Yeah, I think that I think it's kind of a marker of who is really the good person, the person who steps up. And is like, hey, I need something. I'm, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toot my own horn here. Uh, so like, <laughs> there was a there was a time when a, a captain of mine had his battery died. Right, he was fucking twenty minutes away because everything in San Antonio is twenty thirty minutes away, no matter where you are. You can be right next door; it's twenty thirty minutes away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's like, hey, I have to get somewhere. Uh, my battery's dead. Can anybody come give me a jump? And the fucking with dead quiet. And I'm like. Yeah, buddy, I got a jump box. Let's fucking go. So I drove 15, 20 minutes away. Nobody else fucking stepped up in the entire time that I was there to be like, hey, are you there? Do you need me to come? Are you able to make it Hacker Jacked? They didn't call me Hacker Jack, but you get the point, right? So like that kind of thing where like there is an aspect of community, right? That's very, it's very unique to the military. We've kind of talked about in the veterans episode, right? Where you go to a place and you're instantly like one of us in most cases, right? There's obviously like Boomer was saying, you have the little shitheads who always just try to step on people to get ahead. But I feel like for the most part, people will like there's you will find at least a few people who will who will go the extra mile just to make sure that pe the people around them are OK. And I am one of those people just like zero. Like I will 100 percent cut off my own leg to make sure that you're fed it's to a point to where like I've been taken advantage of before, probably just like zero. And I mean, yeah, happens. It happens. <laughs> That's why I'm so fucking cold now, man. <laughs> I can't dude, get I, cold, man. Dude. Well, I mean, I'll put this out there. Ever since I met you guys and we hung out, I guess for the past two years or so, mm -hmm. maybe a year, definitely a year. At least but, a year. Um, yeah. You guys bring me back from what I used to be when I was in my 18, 19, 20 old self where i was like all about friends but man there's just so many people that took advantage of me i just got so jaded man and so i was like fuck you fuck you in fact so 
10 years in my career, that's when you met me, Zero, right? Yeah. That's when I've been the most jaded because of maintenance. There's a lot of dirt baggery that goes on with maintenance, man. That's right? why I was glad I got out of there. Dude, so like when it came down to anyone, I was like, I don't give a fuck. You're a piece of shit and I'll call you out. I'll say that to your face because I just hated the manipulation or the fake sincerity of a lot of people. And it could have been just the group that I was with, the, the, the AFSC, right? Mm -hmm. um, but man, you guys actually brought me back to, wow, there are good people out here. I can actually talk to these guys, bounce ideas off of, they come from a good spot of help as opposed to manipulation, right? I love that about you guys. And, and I successfully manipulated you. Well, <laughs> 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 if you did, great job. <laughs> to make you better. You know? To make you better, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and to go off of that is, yeah, I've been burned, right? I don't want to hold that against the next person, though. Just because somebody hurt me doesn't mean that the next person isn't going to become my best friend. So something maybe for you is... I know you've been burned plenty of times in the past. Don't let that close the door to other people, other experiences, other, you know, because we're all here to grow each other. And now doesn't mean don't be quick to cut those some bitches off, right? Like somebody does something wrong. You say, cool, that's it, done. But don't let that affect you. You got your circle. Make sure your circle is good. Uh, and don't, but don't be afraid to let people into your circle. But don't be too easy to get into that circle. Don't be a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Close your legs. I think I, think I do that, guys. Like, Close like, your emotional legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do that 100%. I, I, I vet every single person I meet to see if they're good, if you will. And you guys all made the cut. Oh, Point thanks. is, it's like, I don't need to have a huge circle. Yeah. I need maybe a good five. That's uh, it. Quality over quantity. Big. Yeah. 100%. And that's why I think it's so silly to find these people on Instagram. Like, I have 20,000 followers. I'm like, they don't fucking know you. It doesn't matter. You just pumping up your own ego because of that. Like, to me, that's just when I hear that phrase, it's just weak. Like, you're, you have low self esteem. Like, you need this to build your self esteem because you cannot stand by yourself or you're not happy with yourself looking in the mirror. You need validation from other people. Yeah. Mm. And that's why yeah, quality over quantity, you know, I have lots of associates and I need those associates. I need those people to, to count on every single day. You know, I go to work, I come home. I have very few friends. I actually have something funny that happened today too. It kind of, kind of goes along this, right? With the followers are the, do the followers really fucking know you, right? So LinkedIn, right? The whole social fucking business, the business social network, right? So I got a friend request or like a connection request from like the director of sales from like hack the box. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I'm like, maybe he saw like all of my fucking shit on my resume and he wants to connect and be like, Hey, you know, you interested in working at hack the box or you like throw me something cool. No, he's like, Hey, glad we connected. I'd like to see if you're interested in purchasing our product for your team. I'm like, bot. it's a bot. I'm like, why did I think there was any different? Why, why did I think that anyone that wanted to connect with me was anything but a bot? Even like the Instagram followers. Like, so I have a whopping 100 or so fucking followers. I know I'm pretty big deal uh, <laughs> on Instagram. I think like 90% of them are like Russian bots who are trying to sell me steroids. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I get fucking people's like, you want to buy steroids? It's like, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so funny, man. Like it's the exact thing. Like who, who, who are you to like, when you, when you, all you value is, is the people like to um, the number on the internet, the followers and uh, fuck. And again, social, social media episode, people, if you haven't fucking seen, heard it, fucking go listen to it. The kid, the little girl, right. Who like was, I guess, cyber bullied, right. By people on the internet, they, they take all that information. They need that validation from the invisible masses, right. To, in order to get their own self-worth. I wonder if that's, Again, just a reflection on how our society is going this day, where you have all these people who are like, oh, I have 50 million followers on Instagram, and that makes me special, right? Is that really how you should be deriving your self-worth? I don't know. Like, is that the new version of low EQ? Maybe. You know, is that how you define that? Or low IQ? I don't know. I would say, so going back to IQ, not directly going with what you're saying zero of self-esteem because i think we kind of already talked about that at the very beginning you can still have high iq and low self-esteem right but uh what i want to say is when we talked about manipulation right like can you manipulate someone can you uh do this or that right is easy for you to do that you're talking to someone presumably having higher eq flip the script on that i think a lower iq person can't detect that they will never be able to detect that so then they get taken advantage of a lot mm-hmm. and like no he was just being nice blah, blah blah it's like bitch i saw everything he was doing <laughs> he's not there for you right but oh i'm the bad guy but let's put this back into the the perspective of the world now when it comes to politics we've already established that we're above the bell curve right cool we see all this we think it's stupid like everybody's an idiot whatever but again the 100 IQ is dead smack average of everyone in the world. Half of those people are dumber than that. They can't see the manipulation. We'll just go with like, oh, Trump is the best one or Biden's the best one. It's like, wow, you're, you're fucking nuts. Like, how, explain that to me. And they can't. They get flustered. They get, they cry. That's why I think, <laughs> that's why I think. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the libtards is why I think a lot of the libtards are fucking dumbasses because if they can't answer it, what do they resort to? Crying in public so then people feel bad for them and then it gives them their escape or like, I don't feel comfortable with this conversation. I'm going to leave, right? It's like, you're fucking weak. You're dumb. You're dumb. You can't sit there and have an intelligent conversation. I think that also ties with EQ too, right? Think about those other half and how the whole world is basically getting manipulated today. And how can you have this conversation if, A, we're only in the top 2% of the fucking population, guys? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If we're in the top 2% of intelligence in the world, and we can see this and we can talk it out, that means there's 98% of the fucking people that can't have this conversation if Right? I don't know where that line is. Maybe it is 85% or something like that. 85% of the rest of the world that just doesn't have the intelligence to even talk about it or understand that they're being manipulated. Yeah. Isn't that scary? Very. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And- <laughs> I'll, I'll take it out of politics and just talk about like scams, right? Like phone call scams, right? Where fucking you get someone who's like, your computer has been infected with the Microsoft virus. Please click this link and send Racist. us $500. I did, sorry. <laughs> I only do it because there's a lot of fucking Indian call centers, and I know it's fucking racist. I'm sorry. 
But it's true, like the Nigerian print scam, right? Oh, you, you have five billion dollars available if you send me five thousand dollars you could come you i'll just it's a trickle to start the fountain or something like that or like you know click on this link you have a virus uh send me a fucking subway gift card for five hundred dollars there's whatever fucking shit they have them send dude it's so google play store money like any any smart person would look at this and be like it's dumb like in a lot of my dis, like in our Discord for my pr- the prior instructors, you know this here. We have literally have a fucking channel that's dedicated to like, look at this stupid fuck trying to fucking scam me right now. You have people on YouTube who literally do scam the scammers who like will take them for a fucking ride for hours just to like fuck them over in the end or like hack them back. We're basically like get their Love IP and then ones. like get into their call center and like get in their fucking cameras and shit. Be like, oh yeah, so your name is fucking Hashish. Okay. Nice to see you there in fucking India, dude. Like, but it's the reason they fucking work is because people are dumb and they fall for the scams. Like, not my mom almost fell for a fucking scam. I want to say like a month ago and I love her to death. But I've, I've told her like countless times, like this is this is easy shit. And she, she fell for it. My dad did the same thing, fell for a Nigerian print scam, sent him a lot of money and almost fucking flew over to Africa to like. This was back when 419 scams were like super new, right? Like it was it was the advent and he fell for it pretty badly. But what do you guys think? Yeah, uh does not comprehend in my brain the people that fall for these. Like I've had some pretty good ones though, and I think with the advent or the the invention advent, the invention of chat GPT and AI and all the, these voice things you know, um, we actually came up with a code word in our family, which I won't obviously say, but if we get a phone call of, say, from our daughter or, or somebody like that, or even, you know, from my wife about something, I'll, I'll throw in a phrase that she has to respond to in a certain way to make sure that it's not, you know, AI and it's actually her if something's going, going down. Because this is a new, with, with the inv- invention of technology and how it's, how it's, you know, increasing so much, we're going to see a whole new set of tricks that are that are going to get high iq people high eq people you know whatever you want to say because they're just going to get better and it's going to be harder and harder to detect agreed that'd be scary when it comes down to cybersecurity, man a whole new tradecraft or ttp when it comes to using ai and using ai to help detect this shit too right which is now becoming a huge thing but again see you, you said you couldn't fathom it that's my point earlier in this conversation is like it's hard to go ahead and put ourselves in the shoe of someone that has an 85 IQ. Yeah. We can't have a conversation with them. We don't know how hard life is really for them. Because people say life is hard. Is that the 185% of, you know, 15 plus, 15 negative of 100? Do they find it hard? Are they not able to budget? Are they just not able to comprehend how a car salesman is really just trying to get the best deal for them and it's a battle of wits? Every time you go buy something at a car dealership, do you feel like you got a good deal when really you got a shitty deal? Are you aware of that? Again, ignorance is bliss then, right? But it's hard for us to understand how that is because we cannot fathom the quote unquote stupidity of that. We can't go back, right? We're already here. We cannot dumb ourselves down to think, oh, if I didn't know this, then I would be okay with this. You can't. It's like you just never, ever will. 
And that's the hard thing to kind of bridge people together and bring people together, man. To our listeners, uh, go ahead and take the Mensa test. And if you score 85, please tell us how hard your life is because we would really love to know. <laughs> Honestly, dude, actually, yeah, that would be a really fantastic cool. question. Like when I put this episode up, I'll ask that question. Hey, what did you score on the, uh, the thing? And I'll put the standard deviations as a poll answers. Yeah. And hopefully they answer that. And then, you know, in the comments, what did you think about like this podcast? Oh, it was very interesting. Um, my life is kind of hard because of this, this, and this. And you know what? I think if we actually get some responses on these uh, uh, questions on Spotify, we should bring that up in the next episode. We're like, hey, we just had this. We want to answer your guys' questions about this and uh, kind of go through it. Maybe we'll bring you on the podcast. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. As a one-time offer, you don't have to be a Patreon member. But if you answer this, we might have to bring you in and be like, hey, so why is your life hard? Can you explain this to us? Whatever. I think actually- that'd be a really fun discussion. I'd actually like to know, like, do you, so whatever your IQ is, like, if, if it's low, high, whatever, like, do you think you are successful and why? Like, what, what defines your success at your level? So, like, if you are 85 and you think you're successful, why do you think you're successful? Because you have a strong family? Because you have blah, 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 blah. Like, what, what defines success for you and are you there? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that'd be great. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about IQ? Do you think it has an impact on your life knowing your score? No. no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, nothing. I, I mean, again, I, I think success is again, relative for every person. And I think again, like if you're, you feel you're successful at an 85 or you're successful at a 185, like really that's it. What, what level do you feel happy in life? And I don't think a number gets to define that. So sure. You can learn faster, learn better, whatever. But again, we talked about grit and determination being better like more admirable traits than someone who can just learn something quick. And I think that those core characteristics are way more important than some number that defines how quick your brain moves. Yeah. I think a higher EQ equals a better leader. Yep. Oh, 100%. EQ is definitely a leadership trait. Yep. Uh, and it only works better if you have a higher IQ, I will say. That's very true. <laughs> so you can manipulate you high people. EQ and high IQ, you're the fucking... Uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that one guy that I love him? He's on my LinkedIn. Simon Sinek. I love that guy. He is a true fucking leader. You guys ever heard of him? I have not. Simon Sinek? Oh, man. You have like, to send it to us after this. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll send his uh, popular one where he's talking about like businesses and how they sell products. Like It's a different approach to it. It's like, oh, so fascinating. It makes me. Like I want to be in a, a leadership position and just preach everything that this guy teaches mm-hmm. and just try to help people, man. Because that's what a leader does. A leader is not a manager. A leader is just straight up helping a person be the best that they can be. You're a servant leader. You know what I mean? If you just do good and help another person or your subordinate to be the best that they can be, ultimately it helps out the whole company. Mm-hmm. And then everyone wins. And then you actually might create a friend. Fucking incredible. Yeah, hey, I'll send you guys a link. I got an idea. It's just popped in my head. So we've talked about intelligence. We've talked about emotion. Is there such thing, and I this might be a thing or not, but I was just thinking about it. Um, beauty quotient. Oh, a success drive about how pretty you are? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, there's definitely a correlation on the people who look better 
like tend to have more success because more people are willing to open themselves up to a pretty person than they are to an ugly person. That's that's been proven. Uh, is there a beauty quotient? I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, hey, are you are you a ten? Oh, that that's a that's that's the Dunning Kruger effect right there, right? Yeah. Like, honest, rate yourself on a scale of one to ten. How good do you think you look? Are you a ten? You find oh, that most yeah, people who the- think that their tens are like fucking grenades. Yeah. And like people, people who were like humble and say, oh, no, I'm like a five. Those are usually like your nines and your tens. Yep. Like, I, I think I'm like a five. <laughs> there we go. That was the question I was going to ask you. What do you think you are? Honestly. Uh, I think I would say I'm OK. I'd say I'm probably between a, like maybe like a six, six. And a, if I'm being generous, with myself, I'd say I'm like a six, six and a half. I think my face right. is fucking. First ugly off, shit. let's go ahead and just say what we believe and then we'll score each other. OK. okay. So, Hacker Jack, you say you're a six? Six, six and a half, yeah. Okay. Zero? Uh, yeah. Probably a six, solid six. Maybe okay. five and a half, six. I think I'm, my younger self, I thought I was a seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, I'm definitely five. <laughs> and we're just, are we just basing this entirely on looks or are we taking the whole package? Yeah, in? that's a beauty quotient, man. Okay, yeah, it's just, just looks. Right. Quote, quote, Purely looks. Yeah, just right. looks. Cool. So, cool. We have six, we have six, and five. Now, <laughs> we think we're a bunch of ugly fucks. <laughs> right. Now, let's judge zero. Go ahead, Hacker <gasps> Jack. Um, just on looks alone. Alone? Wow. Looks alone. I'm about to be ronery after I get these numbers. <laughs> um, see, like, I, I look at you, right? And I look at, like, I think your baldness looks looks really good. Like, I think that really fits you. And I, I don't think like you're ugly. You're not like super fucking like fat. You're aesthetically built. I mean, you're not super jacked and you're like, but even some people don't like that. So I would say you're probably like a, a seven or an eight. Ooh, that's pretty good. Girl. Yeah, I think you're pretty good. And <laughs> I, I already I'm lucky down. I could jacked. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I'd say you're a good seven, like a solid seven. I would agree. I think seven is uh, definitely your number because um, you're not hard on the eyes at all right so basically like five to me my gauge it's kind of difficult because we're with dudes right (laughs) but like i think we're old enough and mature enough and not like we're very confident in ourselves now where we can rate a dude and say yeah you're a sexy motherfucker or no dude you're ugly and it's not gay um but yes definitely a seven uh because you're definitely not ugly what i kind of gauge it and just being honest is like height stature it's like hmm how do i correlate all this together if you got big not as big as hacker jack the guy's freakishly big (laughs) if you actually got like some muscle on you you would straight up be an eight solid you level quick god i'm on the testosterone let's go boys you you would level up pretty quick yeah (laughs) but also in the other aspect because i know you like (laughs) i'm a huge fan of physical comedy Sometimes your facial expressions <laughs> or the way you say things, that your humor, and this is not with beauty, right? So we're deviating from fucking actual physical characteristics. But because of that, that adds like a plus one. So just think about that, dude. You mm. get jacked and you keep your same personality. You're a fucking nine, dude. Let's yeah. go. All right, but you're seven. You're seven yeah, because yeah, yeah. So we're talking about beauty. Yeah, yeah. Bring me so back, back to it. Bring it back, back down. down. Bring it back down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. What's, what's Boomer? Oh, nope. me? Oh, Hacker shit. <laughs> All right. Hacker. 
I'm gonna I'm probably gonna go I'm going high. It's gonna be like eight and a half, nine. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's a lot of it is is your physique, right? Like that's a physique that's very uh attractive. It's very So you're saying my butterface. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, man. Dude, your jawline? Oh my god. I'll take it. Ah. Mm. He likes the chiseled so, jaw. Well, I, I, I we'll finish this and then I'm gonna go on my tangent. <laughs> Okay, uh, hacker. I think you are a seven, uh, definitely, because you're not ugly too. So five is like you're not good looking, but you're, you're not, not hideous. Ugly, but like right? you're you're eh. like yeah, like eh, you might have a hard time getting girls, right? Um, I think you're a seven. Okay, um, and it. Like, let's be real about it. A lot of it comes with the face, right? Like, that's the majority of the score. And then your body adds plus or minus one, I think. Right. right. So, I say seven. Not saying that you're ugly. I think <laughs> phys- facial is like six. Yeah. But your body, dude. <laughs> like, it's fucking incredible. So, you're a seven. I would dare to say maybe around an eight-ish. Close oh, to it. Appreciate um, it. You know, as long as you get more proportional and not be fucking Ronnie Coleman, <laughs> in my opinion, a pile of meat. <laughs> yeah. So I have a follow up question once we're done. It's really for zero. Actually, I'll just fucking ask you. How would you rate me back when I was in Sewo? Six. Before I start working out. Okay. Right. Right where I thought I was. Hell yeah. 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 Six. Five right. and a half. Six. Yeah. Yep. Right where I thought I was. All right. Now, Boomer. Uh, I'm going to say, cause we're, we're just going straight face, right? Well, cause well, no, I, can't yeah, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to say seven. Yeah. I mean, I would say a solid seven, seven and a half. I actually, so I actually find Boomer to actually be a pretty attractive dude. Uh, as far as like facial features, uh, like you have a very good, a very well-built face. The real, your only downside is that, you know, you're a little hefty, but like if you if you also like, you know, got on test or whatever, you just start going to the gym, you got kind of jacked, you would probably hit eight and a half, like maybe even putting close to nine. Like I, I, I do like the shape of your face is very aesthetically pleasing. Huh. So to me anyways. Yeah, I'd say like like back when you were on keto, um, that definitely pushed you like to seven and a half, eight for me. No kidding. Yep. Yeah. Plus, again, like just like your height, you know, your height is fantastic, right? That's, you know, that um, you're, you're the, you're the way you dress is very masculine. You know, it's, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? Plus you have a beard and I can't fucking have that right now. So, I mean, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's a shitty beard, dude. I can't. It's more than this. I can have. Yeah. Plus you have tattoos. And tattoos. Yeah, I was about to go. Yeah, so that's all the hand. tattoos, dude. <laughs> Like you just check oh, yeah. off a lot of boxes, I think, especially like, and you always hear about girls like, oh, I want, I want the bad boy, right? So like, you know, you check off, the, I got a beard, I got tattoos, like, motorcycle, masculine as fuck, motorcycle. And so they hog. meet me, they're like, what the fuck is this nerd all like, about, hi, bro? <laughs> you want to play video games? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I play League of Legends. <laughs> they're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. But right, so, so what, are you, what are you going to ask, Zero? How much does a person's personality play into that, though? Oh, a thousand percent. I have I have known some very 
I guess, unattractive women on, on face, but then I get to talking to them. I get to really understand them and, and, and their mind and the way they think and just their personality. And it, like, I'm like, Oh shit, you just, you just became a 10 and an 11, you know, yeah. your personality is so much more important than your looks, you know, in, in my opinion, at least. I a thousand percent agree. Um, I mean, my husband, Kyle, like a hundred percent, like, he was not attractive at all. Like I will, uh, he knows it because I've told him this before. Like physical, physical attraction was literally out the window in our relationship because he was super overweight. Uh, it just it, it it didn't mesh with what I normally would be attracted to. But like the personality is what got me, and really, it's like the thing that made me like realize that oh man, I could see myself being with a dude for the rest of my life. Because uh, before I've just been with women, it was crazy. But I was like. This personality is the exact person. It's like a bro that I like want to take to the next level. And that made me completely like just completely look past the physical. And then now that he's gotten into bodybuilding, he's cut down. He's getting fucking jacked too. I'm like, I'm cashing in, baby. Like this is the investment <laughs> of a lifetime. He took he took it from being a fucking ten. Now he's approaching a twenty, baby. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> Gotta hit them jacks. So, all right. I yeah. would say I would say personality matters more. To a high IQ person. And a high Ooh. EQ person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you can have those, you know, those great conversations. They're so important, you know. Stimulating. Yep, stimulating. That's what makes it better, right? Yeah. So, I could definitely be with a girl that's a six. Like, five is my cutoff, right? Like, you, mm -hmm. you have to be a six. Because being vain, let's just be real, right? Like, I, I want someone that I can still take to a restaurant and not feel ashamed or something like that, right? But let's be real about that, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, which is why I feel shame with my wife because I'm this fat piece of shit and I really got to get my shit together because she deserves better, right? Anyways, um, so if a girl was a six, but man, she's fucking smart and can fucking talk about anything, right? Oh, yeah. Woo, that's legit two points added yeah. on. So now this person's a fucking seven or eight, man. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's pretty fucking high. Right. And then you've talked to those tens that you start talking to them and you're like, you know, you're vapid. Yeah. Get, get out of here. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> but do you think, do you think that's because like while they were growing up, they were basically kind of relied on their prettiness on their and their beauty BQ. to get, to get them to success, their BQ, yeah, to get them to success. So they didn't develop their IQ and their EQ because they didn't have to. They relied on pretty. Yeah, hundred percent. And beauty fades, yeah. motherfuckers. It does. <laughs> yeah, which is why it comes down to just be a good fucking person, and you'll be fine. You'll find a spouse. It doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah, I thought I was gonna fucking die single. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to talk about when it comes to IQ? Any questions? Like, what does this mean? How do I utilize this, if any? Um, no, just the same parting thoughts I did before. Like, don't put too much credence in it. If you're happy where you are, be happy. It doesn't matter. Don't let a number define you. Yeah. Uh, whole person, you know, uh, work for, for every point of ugly you are read a hundred books. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what you need to be doing. So that all I got to be a 10. If I read 200, 200 books, fuck yeah, let's go. Yep, yeah. You get that personality going, you know, you get that having intelligent conversations. Hey, you didn't say they had, they couldn't be picture books. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Curious I'll, I'll coloring book. <laughs> what about you, Boomer? Um, 
I, I think understanding your IQ can be somewhat important. Case in point is I, I had low confidence uh, in the career field because we're surrounded by so many high IQ people, uh, you know, presumably. I don't know for a fact. But when, when you're high in IQ, I, or let's put it this way. Once I found out my fake IQ number, I definitely had a paradigm shift in my head. It sounds bad, but I sit there thinking like, okay, maybe everyone else is just dumber than I am. So I need to really explain this. When I think that everyone is dumber than me, that means that I quote unquote know more or can see things more, but then it comes with the intention of the heart. And how do I utilize this to be able to be like, huh, I don't think that's the correct way to do something to anybody on any situation and be more courteous and um, uh, compassionate when talking to people, which I feel like has raised my EQ. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, I don't think that has anything to deal with the IQ number, but it changed my mindset and how I utilize that changed mindset to do better in the world, to give better care to people, to give more love to people. I think that's an ultimate positive, depending, regardless of how I think, right? Mm-hmm. Shit, my real IQ number could be fucking 85, right? But it doesn't change the fact that I am more compassionate and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, people that do have high IQ, if you are struggling with self confidence because, you know, that's the trait, or if you're aware that you don't know shit because you have a high IQ and you know that no one could be the best at everything. And you start doubting yourself, take the IQ test, get a good gauge of where you're at, take multiple, not the same one over and over again, just take multiple and kind of get a good average of those scores and understand where you rack and stack on the bell curve of the population. And then use that for good and understand that, hey, they just probably didn't see it the way you did initially. And they just need a little bit more time to get to that same point with compassion and love and influence. And then uh, life can be better. That yeah. is my advice. I had a, I had a supervisor uh, say to me one time, and I was joking around, right? And I was like, "Man, my kids are dumb." And he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Your kids aren't dumb. They just don't know yet." And when I heard that, it, it, it I started applying that to everything. Like people might not necessarily be dumb; they just don't know yet. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna start adopting that. Like, hmm, you just don't know. How do I go ahead and explain that? Very cautiously, because I get this from the wife all the time that I talk down to her or I make her feel mansplain. Like, oh my god! Oh, yeah. yeah, right, mansplain. I'm like, no, my intention's not to down you. And the way I say it, I guess I just get loud. But the point is, is like, I just want you to be aware of something, so that way you don't get taken advantage of or anything bad happens to you. That's the hard part of just trying to persuade. <laughs> Uh, someone to you know for a good thing and not have it feel like manipulation to them right I mean that's like I said earlier like when we talk about low IQ people I tried to try to throw in the word ignorant right because like it's not bad to be ignorant like it, like it's for some reason like we've coined it or we've used it in like a negative terminology really all it means is just I don't know right to be ignorant is just to not know something and there's no flaw in that right now what's the problem is when you take your ignorance and you double down on it and you're like 
well, I don't want to know. Or like you latch on to something and you're like, okay, this must be the truth because it's the first thing. It's that it's that initiation bias, whatever it's called. The first thing that you ever hear, you latch onto that and you defend it to the death and you're not going to change that belief. But it's when you take your ignorance and you fucking run with it and you aren't willing to broaden your mind. Or you spread ideas. it to other people too. Yes. Yeah. Other ignorant people. Yes. Agreed. Well said, guys. Well, that concludes this episode of Banner Ops. Make sure to check out our Patreon page. Uh, go ahead and sign up if you want. Donate. Every little bit helps. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you join a tier that is high up there, I forget what it is, superintendent level? Yeah. You would actually get to be able to be on our podcast on the topic that you want to discuss. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, look out for our Facebook and Instagram pages. That's where we'll post updates weekly on the episodes coming up. Till then, Banner Ops out. <laughs> <laughs>